I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know, normally a West Coast road trip where you go about 500 isn't that bad. You know, it's not, not great, but it's, you know, the old adage, what, split on the road, win at home. That sort of thing. And and they played a really good team in Arizona. And at least a team with some stars in Seattle. But Steve, we, you said this before we came on. The way this series ended uh, in Seattle, dropping two of three and blowing a six to one lead on Sunday, you can't have a great feeling about the what just happened out there. Well, as, as I told you, I said, you take two of three in Arizona, who's leading the NL West, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Ahead of the Giants, ahead of the Padres, ahead of the Dodgers. Yeah. And so you take two or three there. That's fantastic. That's, you can't right. ask for better than that. I mean, if you get a sweep, great. But going in, two out of three is no problem. Right. You're going to Seattle. You've got Shane McClanahan and Tyler Glass now on the mound. And you spot Taj Bradley a 6-1 lead. You win one <laughs> of those games. That's it's not good. Yeah. Not you know, good. It just leaves that bad is, feeling is, in your – it just – it's – you know, and McClanahan left the game. He's now on the IL. That's the other part of this, yeah. You know, but you won that game. I know. That's the game you won. And Tyler Glass now goes out. He pitches okay. I wouldn't say great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Beeks kind of gave that one up late. Yep. And then Taj Bradley spotted a 6-1 lead. Couldn't hold that. And the bullpen had some issue. I mean, Poche gives up a game-tying home run. Jason Adams, woof. Yeah. On Saturday. Yeah, just really bad command. I mean, every, you know, they <laughs> they score the winning run on a hit by pitch. I mean, up six one. Mm-hmm. Of course, Bradley got in trouble, but then, um, you know, by the time you get to your so called closer, uh, he had no command at all. I mean, they they got four. I think four batters didn't even get a hit. Uh, managed to reach a couple hit batters and you know, winning run. Like I said, on a hit bases loaded hit by pitch, it was just it was bad ball. I mean, there's no other way to say it. And there was there was a screwy play we can get into, a defensive play, but J- Jason Adam has got to be more consistent or at least they need somebody in the back of that bullpen um that's gonna, you know, gonna anchor those those games down. Six to one, that game should be over. Maybe you get out of there six to four, but you you gotta get out of there. You know, I mean they jumped all over them early and you know the Rays' record when they score that many runs and get that kind of lead throughout the season this year has has been really good. Now, I didn't know this. You pointed this out to me just a few minutes ago. The Rays no longer have the best record in baseball. How about that? No, the Braves have won eight in a row in uh, some crazy. I mean, the month of June they were outstanding and have continued that into July. They are now mm-hmm. a game ahead of the Rays and they've played less games. So several, you know. 20 percentage points ahead and win percentage as well. Right. And they come to town right. next next weekend. So that's a huge – I mean, a couple of weeks ago we had the two best teams in baseball, the Rays and Rangers at Tropicana mm-hmm. Field. This coming weekend you got the Braves and Rays, the two best teams in baseball. How about a World Series preview? Could be. <laughs> um, you never and know. All, and all Southeast yeah. World Series, how, good, how great would that be? 
That's right. The grit, grit series right there. NASCAR. Um, it's just it's just different here. Just it is. It's a little different in the South. I think that this looks like a team. You know, they, they go. They've gone through several like ebbs and flows, and, and you got that with any baseball team, right? But they've gotten to a point where you know they were extremely hot hitting the long ball, and then it ebbed a little bit. Of late. They've put up some runs, but even in the games they put up some runs, they've gone long stretches after that without scoring or getting hits at all. Like, I don't know how many scoreless innings they put up after they built the six-one lead, but it wasn't good. And so mm-hmm. they they kind of they're kind of this even within the same game they're not very consistent. Um, they're making life way too easy on some of the opposing pitchers. I don't know if they're kind of getting out of their approach or their game plan. It seems like starters are going longer. Uh, like in this game on Sunday, they 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 should have knocked out what was it Cueto that was on the mound, um, uh, Castillo, Luis Castillo, Castillo. I'm sorry, Luis Castillo, and and they, he he was on you know on the brink of getting knocked out early, and they couldn't get rid of him. He kind of settled down, um, and they left him they left him in there, and and he was able to put up some zeros, and and that's the thing that early in the season, when they jumped on you, um, they didn't stop, and we we kept describing um, this lineup as relentless. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. it's streaky. Yes, good point. You know, yeah. it, it, in long stretches, uh, stretches of good streaks, and then stretches of mm-hmm. bad streaks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. no longer this just relentless, nonstop, constantly causing issues. Can. Yeah, it, it's yeah. you know for whatever Pressure. reason, whether teams have figured out their approach or players are getting out of their approach. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't have the same, just constant. Guys on base, right? Yeah, the pressure is not there. Mm-hmm. The, the constant of pressure. They would, they would get guys on. They were stealing bases like crazy. They were hitting a lot of long balls. They did have some home runs on Sunday again, but um, they they kind of were were just smothering teams. And and you know if they had a lead, maybe they give up a few, but they were finishing those games. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch. I mean, sometimes teams, you know, you're getting at the All Star break now. Um, there's fatigue that sets in. It was a West Coast road trip time mm-hmm. zone. Like those are all excuses. Everybody has to do it. Um, but you just wonder. Well, it's if their second straight have... West Coast road trip too. Yeah. Don't forget. Yeah. You know, two weeks prior they were on the West Coast. They were just in San Diego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so you know, I don't know if that has any wear and tear on it too. I mean, those are long plane mm-hmm. rides. And yeah. Then, they and are. then three rays are going to have that same long plane ride. All the way Next back. Sunday, back to Seattle. Although Shane yeah. McClanahan being hurt, I don't know if he'll go or not. He says he's going. Like in the interview I heard after the game, he plans on, on taking his family okay. and enjoying it. Obviously, he's on the IL. And that's that's another thing we could get into. And, and I'll just tell you guys to read the story by John Romano in the Tampa Bay Times and on TampaBay.com about the, this long history over the last three, four, five years, whatever, with the Rays. And, and mostly some of their most significant pitchers having – Tommy John surgery, of course, it's epidemic throughout baseball, um, but particularly uh, attacking some of the Rays starters. Not that that's what McClanahan has. He's had this back strain that's that's uh, popped up and aggravated him, and and so now he's on the 15-day IL. I'm still thrilled that he may only miss one All-Star start game. because of the All Star break yeah, in between. Yeah, because but. of the break. Yeah, but he would have been, I think, a very good candidate to start again. Mm-hmm. Um, he could have gone back to back as a left-handed starter in the American League uh, to start two straight All-Star games is really something. That's a kind of 
numbers he's put up and the kind of success he's had. So um, you, you got to love what, what the pitcher that Shane McClanahan has become if he doesn't fall prey to what a lot of the race starters has, which is injuries. And in this case, it's not his elbow. It's not his arm, thank God. But, um, you know, even even Glass now started out the season, what, with the oblique and coming off Tommy John. He pitched last year some, but, um, you know, the guys that they're running out there all the time. And, I, and, and as for Todd Bradley, it's interesting. Like, he has such good stuff, right? Um, and he's he's going to be, as Kevin Cash said after the game, like, this guy's going to be a strikeout pitcher his whole life, okay? Um, but he's so young that he'll make the occasional mistake over the plate. And I don't know if it's that he falls in love with some of his other secondary pitches or not, but like, I'd like to see him just go out there and challenge guys more, you know? Um, maybe that's not the answer, but he just isn't finishing. Like, you know, he'll get in and out of trouble and he'll, like I said, they built a, a pretty substantial lead, but then here comes the big inning, the crooked number. You know, he can't get out of it. Um, I heard an interview on this week in Rays Baseball with him today. Did you? Uh, with Chris uh, Adams Wall, uh, okay. the new play by play guy. And he talked right. to Taj about, you know, his pitches. And he says, a lot of people say I have two pitches, but he goes, I'm a four pitch guy. Like yeah. All my secondary pitches. But I'm wondering if he shouldn't simplify it right now. Maybe he should be a two pitch guy. Two, maybe you know? three, but you know, stop yeah. trying to be a four pitch guy right now, right? And, and right, and develop some more consistency at this level with these hitters, right? Just your command. I mean, mm-hmm. you're going deeper into counts. You're not staying ahead of certain hitters. Um, I think that you know the fastball is dynamic, and especially up in the zone where he can throw it. He needs to, you know, let let the defense play a little bit more, but. Yeah, I I think he's just kind of feeling his way. Like his stuff will play. I mean, he's got mm-hmm. electric an electric arm and electric and a good makeup. Um, but we remember, remember that one game that he had where he was striking out almost every batter, and then was he he fell prey to the big inning, and that's what it's been. It's been one inning, you know, mm-hmm. um, where you know maybe he'll walk a guy, uh, maybe leave one over the plate for a home run. He's given up some home runs, um, but you love and and by rights he wouldn't even be here. You know what I mean? Like. He would be still in Durham, and now you said that his ERA has sort of drifted up to five a game, which it's is above five. Good. Yes, now, yeah. So he's he's now not going deep enough into games to keep that down. Mm-hmm. Um, this game on Sunday, though, you just and and I saw where did I see that? Uh, you know, the Rays are going to need bullpen help somewhere along the line, and I think they're committed to doing everything they can to try to win this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still a little ways from the trade deadline. Uh, Arolas Chapman, who I thought was a candidate for them, mm-hmm. saw he went somewhere else. Went to the Rangers. Um, to the Rangers, who are yep. going to be a team that they'll face uh, more than likely at some point in the, in the postseason or could face. So, you know, the Rays are still – I mean, they, they their guys are their guys, and Adam should be their best um, – one of their best closers, and he's just been inconsistent. Like, there are just times, and on Sunday it was just his command. So, I don't know. You don't want to see teams blow 6-1. to It's going to be a long flight home because of that. Um, you know, they did a lot of good things. I mean, Randy Rosarena hit another bomb. Um, Luke Rayleigh has been phenomenal on this road trip. By the way, congrats Swing. to Randy Rosarena. He is in the home run derby. He is. You're so, right. And he actually took some practice for the home run derby 
at Seattle before the game Sunday. Yes. Hit 18 well, home runs in three minutes, took one timeout. They, they, were, they were trying to simulate the pace, which is incredible, mm-hmm. and that's the thing, right? It's as much a test of endurance as it is strength in hitting a baseball. It's really who doesn't tire, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. And so Randy did that. And then he collapsed face first down on the ground <laughs> in front of home plate. If he does that during the during the home run derby contest, that would be unique. But now, if does he uh, collapse on the ground and then cross his arms, or just he collapse? crosses the arms and then falls backwards? I think. Yeah, I think that's what you do after you hit your twentieth home run or whatever. I mean, youth should be on his side. He's a strong guy. He's a young, still a young guy. Yeah, he's so. twenty eight. Mm, yeah, still young. Yeah, but. They're younger we'll guys, like Julio in, Rodriguez yeah, and those in there. Well, that's true. Yeah, and he would be the hometown favorite, right? I mean, I mean Julio is, yeah. He was the runner-up last year. And he's yeah, gonna, so you figure mm-hmm. the crowd, the whole, you know, I, that would, if I was a betting man and I'm not, I'd put a lot of money on him. <laughs> I really would. Um, he feels com- If you're going to feel comfortable hitting home runs in some ballpark and back in batting practice, it's going to be your home ballpark, mm-hmm. right? Yes. I didn't realize that, that Seattle has not had an all-star game since the early, what, 2000s? 2001, I believe. That's been a long time. But, I mean, that's, that's, that's 22 place. years, and there's 30 yeah. teams. Yeah, well, we so, well, we rest assured the Trop won't yeah. get one. Well, so. But, uh, you know, Is as it, soon as the Rays get a new stadium, they'll get one. Oh, yeah. That's what it requires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it just seems like a long time to me. I don't know. It seems like I, I remember like Ken Griffey Jr. hitting him out there at some point, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, 20 years, a long time. So we'll see. So they got a day off today. So what about what about the play with Paredes and Ty France? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I've i looked at that now about six times um, on, on Twitter. And the only thing I can say is, like, as an infielder, I felt like the guy was going for the ball and was blown up by the base runner mm-hmm. who is running towards the guy and can absolutely see him attempting to make a play mm-hmm. um was the base runner out of the out of the line baseline no but he's kind of inside on near the grass and the thing that i didn't get was originally the call was interference mm-hmm. then he went back and looked and felt like paredes according to kevin cash he was told didn't look like he was going to get to the ball well whether you get to the ball or not i didn't think was a factor it's whether you have a chance to field the ball if the runner impedes your opportunity, mm-hmm. then that should be what interference is. I mean, so he didn't get the ball, but it was close. It wasn't like no, it wasn't all the way by him. four feet from me, and no, you know, I'm getting in the runner's way at that point. He's trying to make a play. It was just out of his reach, or just couldn't get there in time. Well, he certainly wasn't going to get there with a guy colliding yeah, with him. That's absolutely. Sure. I, I, I don't understand that. I mean, when you're running to second base and the and the shortstop or second base would touch a second. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to get out of the baseline, but you're not expected to be the minute they touch the second they touch the base. Right. You know, you've got time to either slide or get out of the way. Mm-hmm. It's not an instant thing. So why is right. why does Paredes have to be out of the the base runner's way as soon as the ball is by his glove when he's trying to make a play? It shouldn't. It's, that should be on the runner who's got the play in front of him and wasn't forced to run. Wasn't forced to run, had an opportunity to run the plays in front of him, so he mm-hmm. could have run around Paredes mm-hmm. easily because mm-hmm. he's on the inside, almost on the grass. Yep. And and I still say, whether Paredes made the play or not, the guy collided with him. He he didn't yep. have an opportunity to really go all out and and you know and, and come up with it. I mean, he never saw the guy. It was a bad collision. And there, 
frankly, they're lucky that neither player was seriously hurt. I guess Paredes was taken out of the game for uh, left wrist soreness. The initial X-rays um, showed no, you know, no issues there. Yeah, um, initially, so that's that's a good thing. Right, no broken bones. I mean, it was they were both kind of on the ground for a while, so he lit them up. But yeah, it it just didn't sit well with me that you would call a batter out, and then I think it was the second base umpire said, "No, no, I had a better view," and then overrule some. I don't know. It was just a weird play. Like I said, he's going to make a play. It's close. It just missed his glove. Even if the ball's by him, you can't expect him to be out of the way at that point. That's the runner's responsibility. Right, you have to give. I thought the rule was that the mm-hmm. runner has to give the a, a fielder an opportunity. Yes, to make the play. Correct. I thought he was still in the process. It's a judgment call at that point whether mm-hmm. he actually could have made it or not. But to me, the fact that he was in the process of making it, and you hit him, that should be interference. But I don't know. What do I know? I, I played a few years, but I I've never seen something that. I guess it was because of the collision was was just you know so blindsiding that it it, it maybe it looked bad worse than it was but I swear to you if I'm the infielder I'm I'm not happy about that play mm. like I, I feel like I feel like you if you didn't run into me intentionally you did absolutely nothing to avoid it you're not allowed to blow absolutely up a catcher not. anymore why are you allowed to blow up a third baseman yeah well that's a perfect that's a perfect example you're right we see that all the time you know and. I don't know. It's, it was, it's unfortunate. They shouldn't have lost that game. You're right with with the pitchers they had lined up. They should have won more. They weren't able to do it, and so they come home three and three. But um, a couple games, a bunch of those guys will be going back out there again. And how about this? Um, because I kind of expected this to happen, and maybe I'm wrong for thinking it. Um, so we know Rosarena is the starting outfielder. He got the most. Do you, you get the most votes? Um, I mean. Trout had the most in the fan vote, uh, but okay. from the player vote, Arena had the most in the outfield. Yeah, that that's impressive. So mm-hmm. he starts there. Of course, Yandy Diaz is going to start at first. McClanahan named to a second All-Star team. He's on the IL. He said after the game he planned on going, taking his family, enjoying it, what have you. Then they named the rest of the All-Stars. And I really thought Wander Franco was going to be an All-Star, but he's not. Bo Bichette is mm-hmm. the reserve Shortstop. And Bo Bichette is deserving. Yes, the year absolutely. he's having is fun. It, it's Corey Seager, the starter, that you would argue should have been the third shortstop. And not that he's not having a good year. You look at statistically, he is, but he missed half the season or half the played, first half. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You know, he he missed a big chunk. Where so Bo Bichette and Wander Franco's numbers are better than his overall uh, uh, the aggregate because they played pretty much the entire first half. Right. But right. so okay. Bo Bichette's the backup, but mm-hmm. and baseball decides the backups now. It's not the manager of the team, and it's this nebulous. When you say baseball, it's like some nebulous front office thing that's going to happen. We don't know who's involved. I yeah, I don't. I, maybe they've announced who is. I I don't know. I, I just know yeah. that it's it's out of the manager's hands now. A few years ago, when one of the managers put like everybody on his team <laughs> they on pick the team. all his guys, yeah. um, they said, "Okay, we're taking this away from you." Um, so now baseball does it. And, of course, there has to be one all-star from every team. So some of the spots are taken up by by players that, you know, maybe weren't the best at their position, but they're the best on their team. And, you know, you have to make them in the all-star game. But in Toronto's case, they have four all-stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but so in this case, but like I said, Bo Bichette's deserving. 
No, he is. And he's look, he's a local kid. I'm mm-hmm. happy for him. I mean, he went to Lakewood, Iowa, all of that. Yep. He's having a hell of a year. And, mm-hmm. and frankly, he looked like he could have won the runoff to be the starter. Yeah. I mean, he, he had the initial, the first phase of voting, he was the leader. Yeah. Corey Seager was second. But then when right. it got to phase two, four Rangers made the starting lineup. Their fans yeah, well, came out and voted. Good for them. That's what that was. Yeah. But you wonder with Wander. And, you know, he's leading the American League in war. Having a great first half. He made some plays in the infield the other day, too, mm-hmm. on Sunday, that, that are not easy plays that he made look incredibly easy. Mm-hmm. It's really a good shortstop. But you wonder. He was just benched for not being a good teammate. Mm-hmm. Is that the reason he didn't make the All-Star team? Well, it, it's a great conspiracy, C-O-N, conspiracy theory. Um, and I like it. If, if Bouchette wasn't as deserving mm-hmm. or more as you just documented, I would say, yeah, that could be it. Now, is, is that a 10% of this, this decision or is it 25% of the decision? I don't know. Um, but I like it. Because if you are Major League Baseball, you don't want to introduce a guy into that, reward him, if you will. Well, I, I think that's the bigger the issue, yeah. I mean, do you want to reward a player for that? Perhaps not. And, and you know, this – look, I don't think he'd have been a problem. I mean, mm-hmm. hopefully this is past him. And, and, and I, there was a moment in the game on Sunday where Rosarena and, and – uh, Wander were going for a pop-up, and Wander ended up taking it. But it was a high sky where there's no clouds, and it, and Wander had sunglasses that weren't down. But Wander made the play, and, and Randy backed off. And then they kind of laughed a little bit about they had lost the ball, and then Wander actually gave Randy his, his sunglasses. And I thought, well, they're, they're being good teammates right now. <laughs> you know, it's like they're kind of they're helping each other out. So Maybe there will never be a time in Wander's career where we hear anything about this again. I don't know. Let's hope. Um, but, but it's it's you know it's worth thinking about if you have two players and and obviously they're they're both very deserving. I don't think you could say that if Wander had been there instead of Bichette, you'd go, oh, that's a what a slap in the face. I mean, Wander mm-hmm. has had a great year, but yeah, you, you know, it's I like I like the theory. I don't know what percentage of that would be the decision, but maybe it weighed into it. Maybe it was part of the discussion. I don't know. In any case, he can't be happy because I think he's had an all-star year and he's not going to Seattle with his teammates. So um, I'll just have to, you know, I think he's going to make many all-star teams. He's not on the team now. He could obviously be added for anybody hurt. He could. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe we'll see by the time we get to Seattle. You know, week. Zach Eflin could be added. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, Parades possibly could be added depending on how injuries go. Right. Well, we know that they're going to need a pitcher because McClanahan's mm-hmm. not going to pitch. That's correct. So somebody's coming. Maybe so maybe, maybe they take be... Eflin in place of McClanahan. Yeah, I think that would be a very worthy replacement. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the kind of year they've had. But although know, I, I think Eflin is scheduled to pitch next Sunday. Uh, which okay. means he could become an all-star, but he wouldn't pitch in the game. He wouldn't be eligible to throw. Because yeah, I, yeah. I believe he's pitching Tuesday. You probably want to add somebody make Sunday his night, yeah. Well, I mean, they could add yeah. him and then have well, to then, then add, add another, another pitcher, but yeah. yeah. I mean, he's scheduled to start Sunday. It doesn't mean he will, so. Yeah, most likely.
All right, well, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning have made a lot of moves over the last few days and some very, very popular players, including the most popular in my house, uh, is on the move away from the Lightning, uh, which is a sad but uh, not uh, unpredictable thing. But first I want to tell you guys how to save money on your electric bill. It's May Electric Solar. They're a family-owned business. They've been installing solar electric systems now for 13 years. There's a lot of these companies out there. But May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term, how long will they guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty? Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection. That's for all your appliances. That's what they're calling the May difference. If you visit the Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products and conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they'll install. They will customize it to your needs. Plus, they don't use subcontractors, so you know who's doing the job. Those are Billy May's guys up there on the roof. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. Schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve the quality of your appliances through every storm season. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right. Well, there couldn't have been sadder news in the Stroud house over the weekend, um, necessarily, although they were busy with dance recitals and such, thank gosh. But Alex Kalorn, my one of my daughter's favorite, my daughter mm-hmm. Alex's favorite player, not surprisingly, not unexpectedly necessarily, is no longer going to be a Tampa Bay Lightning. He's headed to Anaheim for what I think at his point of his career is a tremendous uh, salary and and you knew he was going to get more money elsewhere, and so he's taking it. Very sad. Uh, and it doesn't stop there. They basically gave away Pat Maroon um, mm-hmm. as part of a salary dump, even though they're paying part of his salary. But, man, you talk about the last three years, right? Steve, how much have those two guys had a significant, mm-hmm. if not the most, you know, not the most, but certainly one of the most significant roles in this team's success over the last three seasons. Well, and, and Ross Colton before that, last week, which we had already talked about. Him well, true, true, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Alex Kalorn, for the last, what was it, six, seven years, was on a $4.45 million a year contract. Mm-hmm. That expired. The Lightning did not have that kind of money to pay. Right. Wanted him to take a pay cut to stay. Mm-hmm. I think he seriously entertained it. Apparently, they were negotiating right up until free agency started Saturday at noon. Couldn't come to a deal. He gets a six or a four year, twenty five million dollar deal from Anaheim, which means six point two five million a year. That's almost two million more a year than he's been making the last six seven years with the Lightning. I don't remember how long he's it's four years. That's Mm -hmm. the thing. Yeah, Um, you can't fault him for going. And he just put out on Sunday night a a note to Bolts Nation thanking staff and trainers and coaches and players and the fans and you know. This is his forever home. He has said, you know, he's not moving from here. Oh, he ain't going anywhere. No. Um, this is where he'll retire. But four years, $25 million at his age, 
you and you, look, this is his last big contract, most likely. Mm-hmm. So you can't fault him for taking a two million, almost a two million dollar year raise from what he was making when the Lightning needed him to take a pay cut to stay. And to get four years, and and the thing is, he hit it right because I think he's coming off a career high in goals. Yep. He had twenty seven. That's correct. Um, so good for him. He played mm-hmm. really, really well. On top of that, when when he really needed to. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing that I will always remember Alex Kalorn for, and it's trite, but it's true. The man started the boat parade, right? The celebratory mm-hmm. boat well, parade. You remember he started. He, he was talk. imitating the Anaheim. Yeah, well, Doc Talk yeah. was, you know. Yeah, he Great. did the 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 flying V formation in the water on the jet skis, that's, that's and now right. he's going to the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. <laughs> and now he's going to Mighty Ducks, but that was also copied by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Of course, we remember mm-hmm. Brady with the toss of the Lombardi Trophy. Yep, it is it is uniquely the way to celebrate Tampa Bay championships. If there's ever another one in my lifetime, um, you can expect the Rays or whomever wins another it championship. It has to be a boat do, right now. It's the only way Tampa Bay. Can yeah, do now it. you can't even you couldn't even begin to plan something else because mm-hmm. it's uniquely Tampa, and that traces back to Alex Kalorn and and you know genius, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't know if you give rituals for such a thing, but yeah. like the dude with Doc talking all that. I mean, you see an athlete on a jet ski with a trophy. Yep, that's Alex Kalorn. Not only that, but Alex Kalorn was the player in the Lightning's franchise. It was He was drafted a year before Steven Stamkos by the Lightning. He was the oldest, uh, longest-tenured Lightning player, yeah. right? Now, he didn't sign right away, so Stamkos has been on the team longer because right. Kalorn went to college. He went to Harvard. At the first. NHL level, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't sign his contract till he left Harvard. But he was drafted in 07, the year before Stamkos. Mm. Uh, he's one of the most durable players this franchise has ever seen. That's true. Like Remember the guy plays the almost leg? every game. Well, he tried. He tried to play in the Stanley Cup final with a rod in his leg that he broke a week prior. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. He was trying to, um, <laughs> but he's one of the most durable players they've had. I mean, he shows up every game. Yeah, like he rarely misses a game. Right. He's had some huge goals, including in the playoffs. Mm. Oh yeah. Remember, he had the oh, first yeah. goal in the fifteen Stanley Cup final. That's right. Batted a uh, puck out of the air. Mm-hmm. The shot going wide to the wide side of the net, right. He bats it in, bounces it right by Corey Crawford in the net. Yep. Um, no, he's been nails, man. He's been great. Uh, and he can play. He can help you in any phase. Mm-hmm. Anything you need him to do, he'll do. Plays on the power play. You put him on. This year he was yeah. one of the top penalty killers. Mm-hmm. He can play a defensive game as a four, but he can be an offensive guy too. But you know where they're going to miss, is, and you tell me who replaces this because we're going to mm-hmm. get because they also let go of Pat Maroon, who they traded for mm-hmm. a ham sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, who are now the voices? Now, I know they got plenty of leaders. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. You yep. got Stamkos. Well, you got and Corey Point, Perry's got, gone. He's gone to Chicago now. He got a four Perry's, million dollar year deal in Chicago. That's shocking. Double what he got here in Tampa. Yeah. So I mean, so who are the voices now? Are there new? I mean, we know Headman and all those guys, but mm-hmm. are there going to be somebody to replace? The void left by Kalorn, Maroon, and, and so forth. Well, I, I think you've got I think you've got some voices stepping up now that are younger. I mean, Kucherov for this year for the first time was wearing the alternate captain A. Mm-hmm. You got Braden Point that's becoming more and more vocal. In Point's that room, a star, yeah. Sorelli mm-hmm. as well too, and I think Sergachev. Um, I, can I, see I think that. you know, look at his growth and, and the type of guy he is. Um, you know, I always kind of look at the guys. 
when they have a bad loss or aren't playing mm-hmm. well, look at the guys they put out in the media. Right. Look, look at the guys that said Pat Maroon was always that guy. He was the Set first the guy. Anytime they had a bad game, you could guarantee Pat Maroon was going to be <laughs> one of the guys talking to the media after the game. Almost yep. almost without fail. Stamkos was very – I mean, Stamkos is a stand-up guy too. I mean, and, and had men right in that. But, but Maroon was – if it was really bad, Maroon was that first guy they sent out. Always. Yeah. He knew yeah. exactly what to say, how to say it, take some of the blame. You know, I mean, that he was – Pat Maroon is a leader. No question about it. And it's going to hurt to, to lose him in that regard. I think his play on the ice and I think, you know, him being traded is more about his skating at this point. And he's just not fast enough as the league gets faster and faster. And you feel they have their guy already here to replace him in his role. Well, Tanner Janot is is that role, particularly the, yeah. the tough guy on the ice. But the Tanner Janot can skate. Yeah. And he can also score. He scored 20 goals a year ago in Nashville. Right. He didn't have right. as good of an offensive year this year. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how, what the Lightning do with him. I expect that you know he's a restricted free agent with arbitration rights, so they've made him a qualifying offer. I would guess that, especially seeing Pat Maroon traded Sunday night, that in the coming days you'll see a contract for Tanner Janot, a longer term contract signed, two, three, four Welcome years up. maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I expect that now that you see Pat Maroon traded because you know Tanner Janot is kind of that natural replacement for certain parts of his game. I think Tanner can bring other parts too. But that, you know, that guy on the ice that's, you know, that that helps make sure you don't mess with others. And you've got some Chernak can do that, and there's some other guys too. But Maroon yeah, but was always fight. that. This Maroon dude, was always that dude. first guy willing to step up. Jano is, and you know, we saw when Jano knocked out was it Riley Stillman. Uh, people Ooh. didn't go near him. <laughs> no, you know, I wouldn't either. Yeah, they didn't want to go near him. So he's a right hand. Yeah, yeah, he's he's gonna be good. And you know what's mm-hmm. funny is it, it 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 was inevitable that and, and sort of where remember the Lightning they you know they they win the Presidents Cup they get swept swept by Columbus and all that, mm-hmm. and they add a Pat Maroon right they mm-hmm. they add a guy who has won a Stanley Cup. Well, now they have a lot of guys who have won Stanley Cups and they're getting in their older years. And mm-hmm. so all these other teams that are trying to get over the hump, that's what makes an Alex Kalorn and even at his age a Pat Maroon so valuable because. Mm-hmm. There's just not a lot of those guys around to show you, you know, mm-hmm. how to do it. Here, well, here's the final piece. And your hope is, is that for the last four years, the Maroons, the Kalorns, the McDonough's, like mm-hmm. all their leadership has been teaching sure. Sorelli and Braden Point sure. and Nick sure. Paul and, you know, go through whoever, whoever's got the, the makeup, Mikhail Sergachev. You know, they've been yeah. learning from them. I mean, that's what happens in sports yeah, is guys absolutely. don't come in. And all of a sudden, are the the leaders of the team the from day leader. one? I mean, there are some that are right. capable of, of somewhat, but they learn. I mean, Stephen Samkos was a captain at a pretty young age, even. Sure. And he talked about what he learned from Vinny and Marty and Marty. And mm-hmm. and but even when Ryan Callahan came in, and Ryan McDonough mm-hmm. came in, these guys were captains at other teams. I mean, he's learning from them even while he's a captain. You yeah. know, and and those are traits you learn and and you observe, but those players also, you know, help you learn how to become that. And and we know the right. lightning room is pretty strong and does that. So, well, and the difference is, unlike when they got these guys, they're all Stanley Cup champions now. Mm-hmm. Like everybody left in that room is a is a two time Stanley Cup. Champion. Well, I mean, there's a lot of new guys now. Well, there are now. You're right. Um, you know, I mean, we know that Corey Perry is in Chicago. We know Pat Maroon's mm-hmm. in Minnesota. We know mm-hmm. that Ross Colton is is in Colorado. We right. know that Alex Kalorn's in Anaheim. 
Pierre Edward Belmar doesn't look like they're going to resign him. So that leaves a lot of new guys. And they, they were busy on Saturday, busier than I expected. And we'll go through it real yeah, quick. They... But the Lightning signed Connor Sheary, two-time Stanley Cup champion with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, he's a, a versatile forward. I, I like this signing a lot, actually. Was oh, that scored... the $2 million a year one? Yeah, he, they that... signed him for an AA, a three-year contract for $2 million a year. Okay. Uh, last year played all 82 games for the Capitals, recorded 15 goals, 37 points, was plus nine. Um, he's played with the, the Capitals, the Penguins, and the Sabres. Can play pretty much up and down the lineup. I mean, you could play him on the second line, but you could also play him on the third or fourth line if you need. So that you think that's a sneaky good signing? Right? Uh, for $2 million a year, I like that signing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, do I think he's Alex Kalorn? No. Right. But Alex Kalorn just got $6.25 million. Yeah, well, that's yeah. So Three years for two million. I, I I like the Connor Sheary signing. He's a tough player to play against. Mm-hmm. Uh, he traditionally done very well against the Lightning, so that's right. one less player you got to play against. They signed Josh Archibald. Uh, he was with the Penguins last year. Played uh, what sixty two games, recorded six goals, twelve points. He's going to be more of a a fourth line for, forward. They signed. Luke Lindenning from the Dallas Stars. Uh, he's a really good faceoff guy. I think he's won fifty, almost fifty six percent of his faceoffs in his career. I mean, that was needed. Yes, that last needed, year won fifty nine percent in the faceoff dot. Wow. Can play penalty kill. He'll be a bottom six forward. Got him for eight hundred thousand. I like that signing a lot. Um, they got a backup goaltender, Jonas Johansson. Mm-hmm. From the Avalanche for seven hundred seventy-five thousand, cheaper than what they were paying Brian Elliott last year. Right. A younger guy that they can groom and 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 play at that. And then they got Logan Brown, another forward. He's on a two-way contract, so he may spend some time in Syracuse as well. From the Blues, they got him on for seven hundred seventy-five. So all these deals are eight hundred thousand dollars or less. That's that for Connor Sheary, which in, right. in, in what they're trying to do. Salary cap wise, and, and make everything fit. They had to do. They also signed Mitchell Chafee to a two way contract. He may spend some time in Syracuse as well. And then on Sunday, they signed a defenseman. They hadn't signed any defenseman Saturday, which shocked me. They got Calvin DeHaan from the Carolina Hurricanes. So they lose Ian Cole, who, despite some fans chirping that he wasn't a very good defenseman, I thought he was great last year. I, I thought. You know, at times there were some mistakes he made, but the minutes he was taking, particularly penalty kill minutes and and a lot of hard minutes that Sergachev didn't have to take as the number one left-handed side defenseman and didn't mm-hmm. have to – Hedman, you know, he could take those minutes off of Hedman and Sergachev at times was important, and now they get Calvin DeHaan to do that, except they get him for 775000 instead of $3 million, which Ian Cole was paid last year. And Ian Cole got $3 million again to go to Vancouver. So DeHaan played in Carolina. We know how tough they are. He led their team in hits last year with 84. A really good – I mean, for, for the money, are these big splat, are they getting the, the top players in the NHL at this point? No. When you're paying $2 million or less, no. But how they can fit on this team, I think I, I think they found some really good fits. Now your well, left-hand – said- your, your defensive side and your left-hand side is Hedman, Sergachev, and DeHaan. Yeah. And now Hayden Fleury becomes say- your fourth – Left-handed shot defenseman. Yeah. He he's, he feels like the defense is set. 
Mm-hmm. And he said that before DeHaan, which I, I thought they right. needed a left-handed shot defenseman. Now they get that. The right side mm-hmm. is going to be Perbix, Chernak, and, and Radish, not necessarily in that order. but yeah. So those are your top six. Bogosian now becomes your fourth right-handed shot defenseman. Okay. So he's, you know, he may not play every game at this point. And then you still have Philip Myers as well. So for what mm-hmm. they needed to accomplish salary cap-wise, I, I thought those were a lot more signings than I expected. And probably even some better players than I was expecting. So, Well, you know, when, one of the things Lightning do the best are these tribute videos. When these guys come mm-hmm. back, we saw it with Palat and we saw it with, you know, different guys. There's going to be some tearjerkers <laughs> next year, man. Alex Kalorn. Kalorn comes me? back, I think it's January 13th. Oh, baby. Against It's a Saturday night eye. against Anaheim. I have not been because it just happened right before we uh, – Started recording. Yeah. I've not seen when they're at. I didn't look at when they're in Minnesota or when Minnesota comes here. I think oh, it's Minnesota early. I believe it's early in the year too, if I recall. I'm trying. Is to that look. for Maroon? You mean? Yeah, for Maroon. I'm looking it up right now. If I can. Yeah, the big rig will get plenty, plenty of applause. I don't think anything will be louder than what you'll hear for Kalorn. You know, I thought Yanni Gord was loud. Mm-hmm. Palat was loud. Oh, Kalorn will be absolutely. Kalorn will be will be astronomical. <laughs> that building will shake. Let's see. They're yeah. in Minnesota in the beginning of January. I'm trying to remember when they. Uh, looks like January 18th. So the January 13th and 18th, Kalorn and Maroon come back. Wow, pretty close together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get those video guys working on it now, baby. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be pretty cool, actually. All right, tomorrow uh, we will not have a podcast. We'll be celebrating with our families the 4th of July. Have a very safe and uh, happy 4th of July. And um, like I said, it's good family time. comes at an interesting time of the week. I know some people had uh, today off, had Monday off as well, so kind of a long weekend. Hopefully you're not flying. If you are, hopefully your flight took off on time. (laughs) Uh, The airports are a mess. The roads are worse. Um, I did some driving on I four to some dance recitals over the over the weekend, and boy, oh boy, uh, I am I am happy to be off the highways. But be safe out there. Have a good one. The Rays are off as well today. Uh, they will play, of course, uh, tomorrow. Start a series, but um, we you guys can still with plenty of shows left. So send in some mailbag questions. I have a couple. We didn't get to any tonight. We will this week, I assure you. You can do that by sending them to us uh, online uh, on Twitter at SportsDayTV. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. Happy 4th of July. We'll be back on Wednesday. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud at Tampa Bay Times. We'll talk to you then. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.